Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. You're listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ha! Ah, hello, good people. Rabot and Co. here. ESPN 680-1057. Louis Rabot, Zach Cantrell, hanging out with you. Uh, we got you for two hours here on what has turned into a reaction Thursday uh, at ESPN Louisville. Uh, just welcome in. Uh, until about a minute and a half ago, I didn't know in which direction I wanted to open the show. And, and for people who are new to the show, thanks uh, for finding us. I really do appreciate it. I'm Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter if you want to go find my stuff. And Zach and I were in the back, and I, I think we changed four or five different times how to open this show. Because I've been pretty consistent so far. I'd like to think very consistent, but hey, I'll, I'll, I'll temper it. Pretty consistent about how I think things are going across the street with Louisville basketball. And the, the only thing that I really wanted to be serious about, Zach, was the Karan Davis stuff. Now, the, the play on the court last night was its own terrible, <laughs> unpleasant showing, for sure. But the Karan Davis stuff, um, when, 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 <laughs> so names that we've talked about a lot in, in media the last couple of days, but with Eric Crawford, for example, down at WDRB. You know, the Post comes out and they, and they talk about, oh, you know, he's, he's leaving the program. The kid says, no, I'm not. And they say, okay, he's been kicked out. Follows weeks of just absolute lies. Now looking back, it's not being nice. It's not protecting anyone. It's not any of that stuff. It's just lies about if a kid's in trouble or not. Because C.L. Brown, who, uh, Zach, uh, whose career Zach almost ended yesterday. <laughs> I hope we have that sound ready. Ask the question, hey, I'm just trying to understand the messaging from your position there, Coach Payne. How does a kid go from not being in trouble to not being on the team anymore? And he says, I think we put out a statement. <sighs> Zach doesn't have kids yet, and uh, if, if, if there is a God, he'll never have kids. I'm kidding, Zach. The, <laughs> thank you for laughing at that. Uh, the, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you didn't have to say it, Come but on, you're not wrong. there's people listening to this. The... <laughs> Once in a while, you get one of your kids, Zach, and they just they just lie to you, and they know. Text her or open the show with horse racing. <laughs> oh man, I got five texts before ten oh one. That's a lot for me. All right, so uh, look, 
opened the show with horse trades. Like, what a great text. Your kid just lies to you, and, and there's a moment where you're looking at them. You know they're lying. Like, all of us knew he was lying about Cron Davis. Obviously, the kid's not in good standing with the basketball team. It's okay to say out loud. Zach, what was the verbiage you used? There's a violation of team rules. He's suspended. Like, something like that. Just where say it is that. so generic. Like, the hockey, it's a lower body contusion or something. Like, whatever they, you know... You have no idea what it is. It could be an ACL. It could be a kid broken ankle. But they just say lower body contusion. Karan Davis could have been the lower body contusion of this whole thing. And instead, it's just embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Your, your rival who doesn't need to dunk on you is dunking on you. The national media has suddenly woken up to the fact that it is an absolute S show around here. No question about it. And I I didn't want to open with, with more of the same, but it is... If it bleeds, it leads. If it's the Macarena, you got to play, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it is. I remember Zach doing shows before and wondering if Louisville was becoming Nebraska football on the basketball side. This is considerably worse than anything that's happened with them. It's not even close because remember two things. Number one, they never were this bad. They actually looked like a football team. And the second part is... Their fans showed up. Their fans showed up. There's a legitimate built-in culture around Nebraska football that does not exist with other programs. Okay, But in the same vein, <laughs> in the same vein, that we, we simply have watched, we've watched people just walk away from this team. Zach's brought it up. Our, our, it is the next generation of kid that it, it, they're, they're not around. And, and I just – that's going to be a hard thing to really bring back. Now, could the fandom be something like – I don't know. I, I see a lot of little kids in Warriors jerseys <laughs> in Kentucky, right? Maybe it could be like that where they just all of a sudden, they you know, they turn around and do that thing. Can you do me a favor, Zach? Can you look up Brad Doherty's – career coaching numbers. I have him as a player and I'm trying to find him as a coach. The Cav the former Cav? Yes. Brad, that Brad Doherty? Cavs great Brad Doherty. That's right. Or not Brad Doherty. Who am I thinking of? Who was the terrible coach at UNC? Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty. Go find Matt Doherty. I know it's in uh, two thousand two he went eight and twenty. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get that Thank to you. Brad Doherty. <laughs> no, but but it was brought up on Diener today by John Bowl, the all time terrible hires in the history of college basketball and, and Matt Doherty came up and he was he was something like 15 games over 500 <laughs> I, I can't even imagine the scenario in which so matt doherty okay. was 26 and 7 in his first year yeah he was coach, national coach of the year uh 8 and 20 his second year okay 19 and 16 his last and they made the okay. nit quarterfinals got it okay right. so there you go there you like go. He, good decent <laughs> not terrible but decent and that was awful at north carolina <sighs> texter text to get a picture of Issel just knocking somebody out U of L needs players that can do this. You're right. They do. <laughs> Texter. Uh, uh, Trenton Flowers spent six weeks in the KP culture and fled to the furthest spot on earth to play basketball. He's actually on my list of things to talk about. And I think that point, it was underrated when it happened. But that kid went to USA basketball camp. He saw good basketball. He came back here and within a couple days was, was, getting, was literally getting a, an Australia deal. I mean, that's sometimes, again, on this show, we talk about 
What people say, that's fine. What people do is way more important. Trent Flowers got out of here as fast as he could. Would this team be better if he's on it? I don't think so. I, I, look, people, this, this is a... This is this is all systems failure. I, it's just an absolute all systems failure. It is it, it, ugh, it's unbelievable. Texter, if, if Kenny Payne coached the dream team, would they have lost to Lithuania or something? Yeah, probably. Text, would they have lost to Lithuania? No, um, Jordan would have left him in the U.S. Uh, Texter, Matt Doherty had Felton McCants, Sean Mayer, Jawad Williams, best class since the Fab Five. Man, that's, yeah, that ain't happening here either. That's a great point. Uh, Texter, his final year at Georgetown. Uh, Patrick Ewing went seven and twenty-five, including Woods against Coppa State and UMBC. Unlike KP, they were able to we- they beat DePaul. <laughs> uh, texter, who wins the next? Oh man, what a great text! And this is someone who listens a lot. I appreciate you. Four three seven nine six eighty on our UPS Jobs text line. Who wins their next game first? Louisville men's basketball or the Detroit Pistons? God, that's a good text. That's a good text. You know they have a lot in common. A bunch of people are becoming millionaires off of terrible basketball there. <laughs> got a lot in common how about that my wallet's getting significantly yeah, no, heavier for both of them yeah, thank just, you guys yeah thank you a little, little parlay same same day parlay between uh, the pistons and the freaking cardinals god texter how can we have as big a fumble with uh the crowd davis news yesterday and kenny doesn't even acknowledge the question i i mean i just look again i i hate to compare that activity to the activity of my nine-year-old but it's nine-year-old activity, man. That is nine-year-old stuff. And and on the on the previous show, you know, and and callers are callers, and and there's there's emotion involved with this that I don't have to deal with because we don't we don't take traditional calls like like Drew did in the in his last show. Drew, Drew, by the way, the last couple of weeks I think has done shows that are of uh, that are worthy of noting. Today's one of those shows, and the and the. The Monday after the Kentucky loss on the football side was a therapy session that that was really interesting. The calls were really interesting, and I I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Pat Forty called his show the Zeitgeist of Louisville College Sports, and I I love that quote. And those two shows, he's done it, where you get the full spectrum. There was a guy I called in today said, "Hey, I'm Vice President of the KP Mafia, I'm handing in my my card today," and and this idea of you know it, I, I talked about it on Monday. And again, if you ever miss any of our shows, go back to the podcast center, ESPNLouisville.com, or check out our app. I talked about on Monday, the, the waiting and, and, and making, you know, when the idea of, no, no, I don't ever want to hear someone say we didn't give him enough time. If anyone makes that argument before yesterday or, or yesterday, they don't, they don't care about L. They care about Kenny Payne. And, and, and you need to weed those people out of your fan base anyway. They needed to be not part of the next discussion. Like Blake Baker said, take a seat for the next coaching search or something like that. I don't know if I would go that far, but I understand the sentiment at least. And this idea, though, that... (laughs) the the, Oh, man. Just the idea that, that people should have to sit in it. It's not Kenny Payne's suffering. He makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a week. Just does. Just He just does. Tens of thousands, whatever. He makes millions of dollars a year. Let's put it that way. He's not suffering. There's no suffering. What, he has to answer a couple questions and stand on a sideline? It's not suffering. It's the fans who whose free time they spend on this, whose f- extra money they spend on this. That's who's suffering, watching this, people who actually care about this. 
The person who says that Kenny Payne needs more time doesn't care about this. They care about Kenny Payne. And we need to separate those people out. Uh, Texter, somebody please ask Scotty Davenport to rescue Louisville now. Texter, uh, add the police's hit song King of Pain to the ESPN Louisville uh, playlist. Texter, but your nine-year-old can read. Um, JP admittedly and his professor said he could not be. Eh, when he got to campus, sure. Yeah, well, no, that, he's, that, that's not a fair criticism. Uh, texter, the similarities of Cal and KP continue to baffle me. Cal is so immature sometimes, acting like he doesn't know if his player is injured or not, etc. I mean, it is like that. And the other part is... I mean, Ben Roberts is going to join us in like 10 minutes. We're going to talk UK basketball. So don't worry, Texter. Um, you know that uh, <laughs> Texter, let's be positive. Karan Davis is a great student, you think? Uh, you know what? You know what? Damn it. That's what I should have read. I should have led with that. Karan Davis took five classes. That's a lot, man. That's a lot for a basketball player. I remember, you know, working with guys that like, take a two. I took five classes. Yeah, right. And I no, wasn't right. playing basketball. I know you were. Karan Davis got better grades than I did. <laughs> yeah, we know you work here. Uh, <laughs> hey, I good just, for him, man. I, I, okay, part of it's very funny, right? But, I mean, just the, just, I, I, I just so fundamentally disagree with the give him more time so the people who say he needs more time. Because, by the way, those people, do you know what the next argument from them is? He needs another year. He needs another two years. They're not going to stop. They don't care about the program. They care about Candy Payne. They don't care about the guy working at the Yum Center who needs a tip on a beer. They don't care about that guy. They don't care about the restaurant who pays an exorbitant amount of rent to be near the Yum Center because they're guaranteed 15,000 people going downtown 20 times a year. They don't have that now. Mike Columbus called in from Blind Squirrel in the last show and told you they don't even staff for U of L games anymore. They don't staff for U of L games. Does everyone in this town remember? When they took the team out of the tournament, the number one thing we heard was unfair to the kids. Boom. Very true. Everyone agreed. Number two, what else? Well, what about all the bars and restaurants around here for right. March Madness? That's right. They're going to get crushed. That's right. We don't even say that anymore. I can tell you, I live downtown. I, there is no buzz whatsoever. Zero about basketball. The bars are no. losing money. People oh, yeah. don't go there. Like nope. It's depressing. It is depressing. Like, there's a concert tonight. They are praying to God everybody shows up. No question. Man. Texter, we'd have been better off uh, telling the NCAA to kick rocks and taking the death penalty at this point. Man, that's an interesting text. Is the death penalty better than what's going on at this? I did see numerous different people on social media last night saying, just let's stop playing basketball for a little while and just start over. Whew. I mean, you can't do that, but I understand the sentiment at least. Haven't I, they stopped playing basketball <laughs> the last few years? They're already doing that. <laughs> at least Crowd Dave's going to class. Uh, text her the way KP supports these players does explain why uh, UK has not lived up to expectations in a while. The attitude came from the Cal regime. If players are treated like this down the road, there's no way that you can get the best out of them. Whatever's, whatever they're doing doesn't work. It, it's very That part is very simple. I, I agree with the texture on that. Uh, texture, my boys are 5-7. and seven. I desperately want them to enjoy UVL basketball like I got to, uh, but there's nothing for me to share with them, and it sucks. Yeah, you know, I, I, to that texture, I would say I have a lot of sympathy for that. I really do, especially, you know, if you, if you live in the place where your team is, right, that's a... I don't get to do that, my kids. Like, I have a son who's decided he likes Detroit sports because of me because they're on, you know, that kind of thing. So he's watching the Pistons be terrible. He, he, you know, the Tigers suck. Uh, the Red Wings are all right. The Lions, who knows? Um, but he, he's, he has a very favorite Pistons sweatshirt. And he wears it. 
And and he looked at me today and he goes, hey, Dad, do you think I can get a Lions one for Christmas? Even my kid's bailing on the Pistons, right? I have to imagine this texter, his kids are doing the same thing. Because when my kids, he's, that one's 11. When when you're 11, you don't want to, it, it, it's sports, it's, it's supposed to be fun. It's not about loyalty at that point in your life. It's about fun. So five and seven-year-old are not going to want to watch that game. Daddy, why is the why is the red team scoring more than than our team? You know, like that kind of stuff. No, I get it, man. Uh, texture KP makes uh, sixty four thousand dollars a week or nine grand a day. Oh God. Uh, texture, you guys are advertising tickets to sell the UFL basketball games that never happened uh, before, Kenny. Not for basketball. Not for basketball. You're right, Texture. Uh, texture, Kenny Payne uh, is like like a ransomware attack. Yeah, but there's no <laughs> Texture. That penalty is much better. I, I I get it, man. I understand the sentiment. I do. I understand it. Uh, and by the way, I, I I think we need to. After how I talked about them yesterday, I want to give credit to two guys. I mean, I, I made fun of the the podcast with DeCourcy and with um with CL Brown. Seal Brown asked a real question last night and was pointed about, hey, you told us this guy was not in trouble and now he's not on the team. How do we reconcile that? Now, he was a lot more polite than that. (laughs) Um, But but he asked the question and frankly, he led off that discussion about Cron Davis. And Eric Crawford followed up. He's like, um, excuse me, (laughs) you didn't answer the question. (sighs) And you can tell that's an interesting part of that dynamic of the guys in that group in that room is you can tell they like. They like Coach. They like Kenny Payne. But it's just so inconsistent. It's so it's so poor right now. It's just so poor. Quality of everything is so poor. Trustworthiness, poor. Play on the court, poor. Communication with the fans, poor. Understanding what the vision is for the program, poor. All of it's bad. And I just, I don't... There's no sitting in it at this point. The only people sitting in it care about the program. The people who aren't sitting in it are KP supporters. Because whatever happens on the court doesn't affect them. It doesn't mean anything. It's a blind support of someone that they like, not of a program uh, that you love. Should we play any of this sound <laughs> before we get better Roberts on here and talk, talk UK basketball? <laughs> oh, man. Um, the wins and losses one really fascinated play me. It. Play it. Oh, yeah, this is great calls. It's perfect close to this segment. Go ahead. As far as the team itself and where they are as a team, and even you and your staff, it just, you know, negativity just just starts to kind of pile in on you. Um, How do you deal with that with them? I think it affected them in this game maybe too once they got behind. How do you – what do you do because it snowballs, it feels like? Um, You know, for me, I try to constantly talk to them about what's important. Um, And I use it as teaching moments. Um, I think that sometimes, you know, fans, critics, um, they look at something and they they see it just in wins and losses <laughs> and not really fully understanding that there's young people that um, read, hear everything that people say. Um, and that hurts them because they trusted to come here. Uh, they trust it. Um, and this is a part of the journey, the journey to be a great player, the journey to be um, to conquer yourself is to be able to handle clutter, to handle chaos, to handle critics, to handle and then still be 
true to who you say you are and what you want and your goals and aspirations. Um, you know, I think that they are learning that. Um, I think that they want to win. I think that they they work hard. But something has to happen within them to where they are able to show it. And I'm constantly talking about we have to earn respect, that it's not going to be given to us. Um, <clears throat> you know, and that's respect from the littlest things to the referees, to the opposing team, to our fans, to the opposing teams, everybody. I want us to earn respect. So um, that's the best answer I can give you. Well, there you go. Uh Louis Rabot is a big meanie. Uh, the fans shouldn't care about wins and losses. What do you, what do you Mrs. Puff from SpongeBob? And I, I just, you big fat meanie. I am. <laughs> I am. Louis thinks it's better that Louisville win basketball games than lose them. What a meanie! Wow. That they tell the truth about players. Wait, they list. They hear and listen that, to everything you say. Uh, all the players. Oh yeah, they're listening to sports talk radio at freaking ten o'clock in the morning on six eighty. First hour of our show. Presented by Kentucky Tourism, KentuckyTourism.com. Check them out on socials, on Facebook, on Instagram. Bunch of great pictures from around the Commonwealth. We'll get back into this around 1045. But uh, next up is Ben Roberts, our guy for the Lexington Herald-Leader. We'll talk to him next here at ESPN 680-1057. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com. Listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. Rabo and Co. here on on a Thursday. Why not? Uh ESPN 680-1057. Got you till noon. Uh V show after us, and then round table three o'clock. We we'll go local till six o'clock today. We'll have you covered. Uh, if anything breaks, we'll let you know. Of course, Jeff Wall's show uh, will be tonight at 7 o'clock uh, on 93.9. Raiders, Chargers as well, Thursday Night Football. Start that coverage here on 680-1057. It'll go to all stations uh, afterward. But Louisville Sports Live, of course, at 8 o'clock on 93.9 The Ville. I imagine they have nothing to talk about, so we bring in Ben Roberts. Uh, ben, when you, were, um, when you were early in the process making the case for Kenny Payne to be the coach at Louisville, um, did you receive many emails from your listeners and, and excuse me, from your readers there at the Lexington Herald Leader? Um, did I see many? Or did I receive many? <laughs> I, I, PBM, I, I don't, I really don't give much feedback on, oh, on Kenny. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. All right. Well, as you can I, imagine, I might be the only one in the state who doesn't. <laughs> 
Well, the good news is uh, I, I have a certain number of texters who, who just don't want to talk about this anymore, so I'm sure they'll be happy to hear uh, from you today. He's Ben Roberts. He's at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter. Kentucky.com slash sports for everything that he does at the Herald Leader. He's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, martinilouisville.com. Uh, uh, all right, so weird loss to Wilmington. They come back. They play a very competent game against Penn uh, in Philadelphia. Do you have a, sort of a general takeaway from that game? Yeah, I mean, obviously the clear takeaway is Aaron Bradshaw. and um, I mean, I was I was absolutely shocked he played 29 minutes. Uh, I wasn't really surprised by what he was able to, to do out there, especially against a team like Penn. Um, but I I was very surprised that he, that, that he was out there for 29 minutes, had the stamina, had the conditioning to, to still make, you know, kind of game-changing plays uh, throughout that thing, and especially toward the end, you know, with the block shot that kind of led to the uh, – there was still quite a bit of time on the clock, but that, that was kind of the back-breaking moment, um, the, the Antonio Reeves three in transition that, that he started. Um, so just the way he changes this team gives them that kind of rim-protecting threat on the inside, which I think really meshes well with those aggressive guards they have out on the perimeter. Um I, I think, you know, those guys were already kind of taking chances, and that's just kind of in their nature, in their games. You know, Reed, Reed's going to reach in and, and look for steals. DJ's going to be really aggressive and in your face, and uh, Rob's going to do some similar things. And when you play that way, you're going to get beat. And a lot of early Cal guards played that way and got beat, but they had Anthony Davis and Nerlens Noel. Um, and Willie Cauley-Stein and guys like that behind him to clean it up. And when you put a guy like Aaron Bradshaw behind you to clean it up, your defense uh, looks a whole lot different and it makes the offense think two or three times about what they want to do against you. Ben Roberts with us. All right, so I, I think on Saturday one of the the big potential positives or big potential, oh gosh, here we go again, is the playing of, of multiple big men. I've been pretty vocal on this show, Ben, that I think Bradshaw is is different than – what fans are worried about in that he's not as immobile, for example, as an Oscar Shibwe on offense, something like that, where, you know, against an Armando Baycott, for example, let's just get straight into, you know, a matchup, for example, with, with a guy like Armando Baycott, who's very limited, frankly, on defense. He's very good close to the rim, but once he gets past about 10 feet, he's very useless. Either he's going to have to follow Bradshaw to the three-point line, or he's not. And so Bradshaw will either hit those shots or a guy like DJ Wagner, who we were debating a little bit on the text line yesterday if he's how long it's been since they've had a point guard that can really slash like he does, make his yeah. own his own, you know, his own layup essentially. <clears throat> He's going to open up that lane as well. Do you see that? Does Cal do you think Cal sees that so that he won't uh, go ahead and slow down uh, what they're doing and in other words, where those two can play off one another and obviously there are plenty of other complementary pieces you just talked about many of them. Yeah, and I think you know, I understand the fan complaints about the quote quote unquote two bigs. This is not Oscar Sheboy and Lance Ware out there at the same time. I mean, Aaron Bradshaw, is, is they haven't had anybody like that in years. Um, yeah, maybe ever. Maybe ever. Right. Yeah, no, that's you right. Know, what yeah, what that's he right. turns into. Yep. And then Trey Mitchell, are we talking about Trey? Are we putting the big label on Trey Mitchell if those three seven-footers were healthy and, and, and eligible all summer and fall? I, I don't think so. I mean, he's not even – you know, I think he's closer to a three than a four. He's certainly closer to a four than a five. I, you know, he's – I, I don't want to call him a finesse guy because he has he has shown his physicality, but that's because he's, he's had to. Mm-hmm. And he's an unselfish guy who goes out there and, and does what he knows he needs to do. 
you know, in a perfect world, and I'm not saying they should play Trey Mitchell at the three with, right. with uh, Aaron Bradshaw and another seven-footer, but, you know, in a perfect world, he, he, he is out there facing the basket, kind of being that quarterback of the offense. Um, he's not really a back-down guy unless you want to put a six-four-six-five guy on him, and then he'll go do that. So this is, this is far from a too-big lineup. And if you watch the way, one, those two, those two pass the ball and play off of each other and can both play away from the basket and can both play in different alignments that kind of leads them out to the elbows and even beyond the perimeter with, with even five outsets, which once they kind of got in their motion, that's, that's what they were doing uh, Saturday and what, what I assume they will continue to do the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this I, I understand the, the complaints. I understand people looking back at especially recent seasons and what Cal has done and the way he's, he's used guys and, and put, put two bigs out on the floor, but but those were situations where he put two legit bigs out on the floor, right. or a big, and then another tall guy who maybe wasn't necessarily very skilled. Um, th- this is far, far from that. Ben Roberts with us. He's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, MartiniLouisville.com. I um, yeah, these aren't plotting bigs, right? This isn't this isn't yeah. just some kind of thing on that. I did want to ask about Bradshaw. I brought this up yesterday, and, and maybe you can provide a little more you know, insight on this, but I, I do think he's going to block shots. I, I think he's got the acumen for that. Obviously, he's got the body for it. Is he going to develop into a good rebounder, do you think? It, is that part of something that can be true for him? And I was kind of lamenting yesterday, man, it would have been nice to have a five, six game run up here, you know, maybe seven, eight games yeah. running into, you know, into conference season with the SEC uh, to kind of get used to that physicality of rebounding. Because, I mean, man, once they get into the SEC, they're going to be banging down low. Yeah, they are, and you know, I, I'm uh, I've I've gotten some some picks from some national folks that I think are going to be up on the website tomorrow in tomorrow's paper, and I'm pretty sure it was Mike DeCourcy from Sporting News who uh, he picked North Carolina, and he pointed out in his pick that you know if this were Aaron Bradshaw's 13th game instead of his third game, he would probably pick the other way. But it does take a while to get acclimated to that physicality, and and you know, Aaron didn't really see that against Penn. And he was in the – I mean, though, UNC Wilmington, I think, is a toss-out just because that, that was just to get his feet wet and, and to get him out there. I mean, I thought he looked completely lost uh, for for most of that game when he was in there, um, which was another reason I was so surprised about Saturday. Um, but, yeah, I think six months ago I would have thought – and maybe even a couple months ago or maybe even a couple weeks ago I would have thought – He's really going to struggle as a rebounder. He's not going to help them that much. He will help them. He will be an upgrade over what they have, um, but it's not going to be like a game-changing thing. And I'm still not sure it's going to be a game-changing thing, especially against some of these SEC opponents and and, and, and Saturday. Hmm. Um, but he's put on weight. He's put on strength. And he is so tall and so long that, you know, he's not going to see – other seven foot one guys and he's not going to see guys if he does they're not going to be as long and athletic as him and what we saw saturday was that he is able to reach over people without fouling and get the rebound um so i think he will be uh a a pretty pretty big upgrade and i think he he can be a really um really good rebounder moving forward my question with him especially how hard he plays and how just energetic he is is fouls 
Um, you know, sometimes when you reach over somebody and don't foul them, the optics of it, you're still going to be called for the foul just because sure. visually it, it looks like a foul because not many people can do that. We saw that some with Oscar um, just because he was such a singular talent in, in that regard that he would do things and, and he'd get called for a foul for it just because nobody else no, nobody had seen anything like it, so it must be a foul. Uh, we see that with other big players in the NBA and, and in college. Um, but if he can, if he can figure out a way to do what he can do uh, w- without, you know, initiating that contact, fouling people, then yeah, I think he, I think he is going to be a, a sizable upgrade from from what they have. Ben Roberts with us. Last year, we spent a lot of time talking about Xavier Wheeler and Casey Wallace and sort of the. Uh, differing styles and what would be best for the team uh, come springtime. And, you know, the prevailing theory was, hey, let's get, you know, let's get Case Wallace. And then there's not to make this about what's happening, you know, here in Jefferson County, but, you know, there was the shadow injury for Xavier Wheeler and he wasn't available and this kind of stuff. Um, all of that put aside, how important is DJ Wagner for the long-term success of this season? We saw very different games against Wilmington and against Penn. And does he have to be maybe not their their most skilled player in the spring, but does he have to be their most important player in the spring? Yeah, I think he does, and I think um, I think he can be that obviously, and I and I think he has the mentality. We've already seen it. I mean, when he was struggling at the beginning of the season, he was still, you know, his primary. And I know he went one for twelve against Kansas, uh, and that's going to be on his record for a while. But but everything else that we've seen from him. Um, he, he wants to get other people involved. And just having him out on the court frees up other people because the defense has to pay attention to D.J. Wagner. Having him on the defensive end pressures the ball handlers. And even if, you know, that, that play with the Bradshaw block was a perfect example. He was just hounding the pin ball handler. And what he did, and I assume it was intentional, it, it sure looked intentional to me, and he's a smart basketball player, is he just funneled him down around the screen right into Aaron Bradshaw Bradshaw blocks it. Edwards saves it to Mitchell. Touch pass to Wagner, who starts the break to, to Reese for the three, which which to me just kind of summed up this entire Kentucky team, uh, both individually what, what all those guys are good at, uh, and then as a team and kind of that unselfish nature that we've seen from them so far, which, which is really amazing given all of the you know NBA draft uh, projections around now even more of these guys than there were coming in. So if they can continue that mentality, and it, they're going to go <laughs> really far. And I think DJ Wagner is probably the central piece to that because you know he could go out there. He's he's dynamic enough. He's like you said. He's he's got the slashing ability. He can get to the rim. He could go out there and and put up 15 shots a game. Uh, but he's not going to do that because that's not the type of player he is. He wants to get other people involved. He knows how to get other people involved. Um, and it, he's going to drive to the rim. And if he sees an opening, he can score at a lot of different angles. But if he sees a guy open on a open on the wing because there's help defense or, or, or whatever, uh, he, he's going to pass that ball off. And, and I, you know, I, I, I don't want to overstate his absence from UNC Wilmington because, I, you know, I don't know that they would have won that game if he was out there. But I think watching the game, it was very clear – uh, what they are missing when he's not in there, and then you you flip a week later and watch the pin game, and and it's even more clear what what they have when he is in there. Ben Roberts with us. He covers Kentucky men's basketball for the Lexington Herald Leader, Kentucky.com/slash sports. He's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, Martini Louisville. dot com. All right, Atlanta, the site for North Carolina, Kentucky this weekend. I, I was racking my brain that for. The, 
outside of Champions Classic, an early season game that I've been this excited to watch Kentucky partake in. I think first to 90 kind of thing wins this game, Ben. What do you think? I, I mean, I assume you're going. Are, are you, you know, I, I know you're you're in your role and you're not quote-unquote a fan, but, I mean, even covering these games, this is the this is the good stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm a fan of the sport, obviously. Yeah, sure. So right. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't, I, the outcome doesn't really matter much to me, but. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 more excited about this game than certainly the Kansas game because I mean that turned into a really good game, sure. but I wasn't really expecting it to be going in. Um, but no, I you know if this game unfolds like we everybody seems to think it will, uh, this is going to be a really really fun basketball game. And when you have two offenses like this and two defenses that have really struggled, um, you know it's just a recipe for for a. A whole lot of fun. I do worry that I feel like when you have these, especially these week-long build-ups, <laughs> uh, when you know you have two teams like this and you know you have two offenses like this, I do worry that they both go out there and, and shoot like for uh, two for yeah. 15 yeah, for three right. in the yeah. first half, and yeah. we got like a 32 to 30 halftime score. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see when we get down there and and and, uh, and and see when it actually unfolds. But yeah, I mean, on paper, and just obviously, I've, I've seen every minute of Kentucky and I've tried to watch as much North Carolina as I can and obviously watched a lot more tape and talked to a lot more people over the last two three days um, but yeah just really really looking forward to to being in person for this one who do you think's the best player in that game who's the best player going in or who's the best player on Saturday on Saturday you know I mean RJ Davis is is such a, you know yeah. he's such an intriguing player and he's such a hard guy to stop uh, it would not surprise me if he went for thirty plus. He's been on he's been on such a heater too against some really good teams he here scored lately. Twenty six um, against UConn, yeah, right. I mean, like yeah, yeah, no, he's really good. Well, yeah, he's averaging. I think uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's something like twenty seven and a half over the last four games. He's yeah, thirty for right. thirty on free throws over the last four games, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he's not only hitting shots at a at a you know he's hitting about fifty percent from the field, uh, shooting good from three. But also, you know, 30 free throws in four games. He's he's getting to the basket, and uh, he's going to be hard for these Kentucky guards to stop. That said, so he could very easily be the be the best player on Saturday. If I had to pick, like, a high score, it would definitely be him. Okay. Um, that said, you know, Carolina has their big three of, of him, Baycott, and, and Harrison Ingram. Um, Kentucky's got about seven guys that would not surprise me if they, if they led the team in scoring. Uh, and it would not surprise me if four or five of those were in double figures. So R.J. Davis could easily score 30, 35 points against this Kentucky defense, and Kentucky could still win the game by, by double digits. Um, I just think they have so many more offensive weapons. I think the, uh, both teams obviously have their weaknesses, especially defensively, but I think Kentucky might be in more of a position to exploit Carolina's weaknesses hmm. than the other way around. Um you know, all that said, if Cormac Ryan gets hot, right. if Jalen Withers, you know, somebody like that, uh, Cadeau c- comes out and, and, and does more offensively than, than they've shown in the past, that could be a, a little different ball game. Uh, but going in, I just think Kentucky has so many more weapons than Carolina does. Ben Roberts with us at Ben Roberts HL uh, on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, text her, come on, who's the best player on Saturday? Are you guys kidding? It's Jalen Withers, of course. That's very funny. <laughs> um, I, um, what else do I want to... Okay, so the Louisville game looms, and we will talk before that game next week. 
one of the things that really struck me about doing the show with Dan Ben was the generational difference in who the who Kentucky's rivals are. And so I, I it was a real service to me to spend time with a seventy five year old guy who really cares about the University of Kentucky and then to do this show and, and meet people who are my age or younger, whatever for whom the, the rivalries have shifted. Tennessee has stayed the same generation to generation. But hearing Dan talk about North Carolina, I think if you if you forced him to choose, he would rather win on Saturday than on Thursday. Do you find that to be true and, and kind of flipped once people get younger? Um, You know, I don't know. I still think... North Carolina still that kind of rival? No. I mean, I, I still think Louisville, especially... Um, you know, I mean, if you live in the state of Kentucky, if, there's a lot of Kentucky fans in Louisville, yep. and they got to go to work with those Louisville yeah. fans <laughs> yes, every <they> day. <laughs> and they got family that's Louisville fans, and it's not as much like that in Lexington, but it, but it's it's like that in other parts of the state, especially as you get farther west, um, where you you have those those relationships, whether you know sure. it's, it's friends or coworkers or or family, where it is in the family, and then those are those that's a bragging right game. Um, you know, from a from a, a this year perspective, well, I mean, you don't want to lose the game to Louisville if you're Kentucky. I mean, a, a Carolina win obviously means a lot more. Uh, but no, I in my mind, um, you know, if you live in the state of Kentucky and you're a fan of one of those two teams, that is your biggest rival, or at least the game you get the most up for. Uh, now, obviously, there are Dukes and Carolinas and Tennessees when this Indiana um, rivalry reignites. That I think that's gonna yep. gonna be a big one again. Um, but when you look at uh, the way I judge those, is no matter how good the other team is, how much do you want to win that game if you're a fan? And if Louisville is terrible and Carolina is terrible, I think if you're a Kentucky fan living in the state of Kentucky. You still want to win that Louisville game most, um, and that's where like the Gonzagas and, and teams like that kind of get into. You know, they're they're not rivals because if Gonzaga is not ranked, then do you really care if you're a Kentucky fan if sure. you win that game? Um, whereas Tennessee, you still care. Right. Indiana, when that comes back, I think you still care. Not as much as those others, but you still care. Duke, you still care. Maybe that might be even number two. Okay. Um, maybe even slightly ahead of Carolina. But no, I, I, st- I still think it's Kentucky and Louisville. All right. Ben Roberts with us. Uh, man, I have like 30 more questions for you, so we'll get you out of here pretty quick. Um, either of the other big guys, Ugana or Big Z, any updates on them? Any chance they're coming back soon? Yeah, we're going to talk to Bruiser here in a few minutes. Um, and Ugana, you know, the, the plan's been for a while now to, to get him back. I actually thought he might be back later last week, but, uh, you know, I just say, I, I think Saturday, I think he would be ready to play Saturday based on what I've heard so far. That's just such a tough spot yeah. to put him back in, especially when you have Louisville <laughs> a few days later in the Illinois State. After that, um, you know maybe if Baycott's not in there, uh, if you can get him in for a few minutes. But we saw that with Cal last year; he put Ugo in for a couple minutes, and he just got beat, and he took him right back out, and never put him in again. And I don't think you want to do that to him on his kind of return game. So, you know, I think unless you really need him, unless you really need those five fouls, you, you probably probably hold until Thursday but we'll see what we'll see what Cal does Z you know there was the big hubbub what was it yesterday or the day before uh, people thought that was going to be the day that obviously wasn't the day I asked around UK and CAA everybody was like what are you talking about it's not coming today um, so yeah we're we're still we're still waiting there 
All right, well, he's Ben Roberts. Uh, he's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, martinilouisville.com. Uh, no culture question for you this week, Ben. I'm going I'm to oh, no. be a nice guy. Um, you are going to get a different email request from me. By the way, worth noting, Ben Roberts is in our bowl pick'em contest. So you can go beat Ben Roberts. I mean, if you, if you ever get tired of this segment, don't like Ben or whatever, here's your opportunity. <laughs> Take it out on bowl games. There you go. He's Ben Roberts at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter. Ben, appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks a lot, Louis. All right. Thanks, Ben. There we go. Ben Roberts, Lexington Herald leader. Uh, truly a very good follow on Twitter, but also worth the subscription if you like Kentucky basketball at any kind of level. Uh, Ben's, Ben's as good as it gets in the business. And, uh, I meant to mention, I think he's still online. I meant to mention, I just went off. I meant to mention to him, I got an email from Jerry Tipton, which I think makes me more BBN than James Strebel. I think it does. I think it needs to be said. That's not a high bar to clear, let's be real. <laughs> First hour of our show presented by Kentucky Tourism. Jeff Wall's show tonight uh, at 7 o'clock. That'll be at the parlor out there in J-Town. You can go check them out. Uh, go hang out with the guy who's winning basketball games at the Yum Center. And then, of course, uh, we will do a wing zone read uh, in the next segment. We will have the Ravens. They're playing the Sunday night game against the Jaguars. 7.50, 5-0 pregame, 8.20 uh, kick. Ravens on 93.9, presented by our friends at Liquor Barn, where Kentuckians go to celebrate life on the other end. Uh, we'll probably get back into Kenny Payne, even though I don't want to. Um, <laughs> I do have some questions about that. Um, Malik Murphy's in the transfer portal. I'm kind of fascinated by that. We'll talk to Jay Davis at 11. We'll do it all here on Rabo and Co. ESPN 680, 105.7. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabo. Okay, we're never going to play this song again. Rabo and Co. here, ESPN 680 105.7. I'm just kidding. Who is this? What's the name of that group? Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. That's right. You know, uh, they got their own uh, e, uh, their own uh, Sirius XM channel. Oh, yeah. That was the end of Western Civilization. We went on a, a steep downhill after that. No, we went on a steep downhill once Linkin Park started playing on classic rock stages. <laughs> once we start playing the Foo Fighters and Linkin Rock, like, no, Linkin Park, someone, no, no. Someone texted in, and I need to start doing this way more. Is the Pick'em Contest public? Yes. And it is, it, it's an awesome one. So I want to I start talking about it. Um, I, just, I wanted to do this, and, and it's the kind of thing where we've got cool partners on this show. So I wanted to do it. You can go to my... Twitter page. It is pinned at the top. 
the bowl pick'em challenge that we're going to have. So look at look for Rabo and Co. Um, you could search ESPN Louisville, or you can go to my um, my Twitter feed at Radio Louie and just click on the link there. We got a hundred bucks to Chef's Cut, a hundred bucks in a pork pack from Buckler Farms. We got fifty bucks uh, to Red Hot Roasters Coffee. I mean, like there's these are cool actual prizes you could actually use. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, these are fantastic things. We'll let the winner pick which one they want, and then we'll go down the line uh, after that. But yeah, Rabo and Carl, R A B A U T, R A B A U T is my last name. Uh, but go ahead. I think if you just search ESPN Louisville, you'll find uh, the the challenge there. It's a confidence pick them, which is my favorite way to do the bowls. You don't just get one point of bowl. You, you have to choose one that's worth the most and one that's worth the least uh, as well. You got essentially till Saturday morning to sign up. Uh, but we got some good prizes. I think it's about a dozen people in there right now, something like that. I kind of announced it yesterday, uh, but it's up on my uh, Twitter feed, at Radio Louie. Go ahead and get in uh, ESPN.com on the fantasy part of their website. What do we get if you or I win? Nothing. <laughs> no, Just you know what, Zach? Ignorance. You know what? If you win, I'll, I'll hand you a $50 bill. There you go. Okay, I'll that? take I, that. I will hand you a $50 All bill. All right. And I, yes, but we'll do that. How's that? All right. That, that'll work. I haven't seen a $50 bill in a long time. There you go. It's also horrible luck with, uh, with wagering. That's um, right. Uh, Texter with Lincoln Park and Jay-Z made a mashup album. That was the end of Western Civilization. Thank you, Texter. <laughs> Hey, that oh, song man. was a banger. That's was my it a ba- ch- what that's song my was it? Which one was that? Numb and encore. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's that song. That, that's my childhood. It's not a bad man. song. You're right. It's not a bad song. It's still a good text. <laughs> By the way, one of the things that has warmed my heart recently is watching Andy Sweeney have to cover the Pacers. I don't know why. But actually, the Pacers are interesting. That's the other part. They're actually interesting. Like, I'm jealous. Like, if the Pistons played like the Pacers, oh, my God, we, it'd, be half, it'd be half my show. Yeah. Half. <laughs> You want to talk about Tyrese Halliburton? Uh, Texter, I do actually. Is there a Veep show prize pack for last place? God, there should be. There should be a punishment, like I do for my fantasy football <laughs> league. We have we have a punishment. Like if your drive doesn't get to the ladies' tees, you know, like, yes. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're right. naming the trophy after the guy who finishes last this year. Oh man, Texter. The last place trophy. Okay. By the way, this is something. Dan's not on the show anymore. I want to lean into this. I am a Simpsons kid. I grew up on the Simpsons. Okay, so like someone sent in a, a Simpsons quote on the text line, and I and I, I should always be careful. These are probably people that know me uh, in real life, which is terrifying. But anyways, the um, it's it's a Nelson Muntz quote. I don't believe in nothing no more. I'm going to law school. What a great, what a great, damn it! Oh, it's a great line. Ah, oh, so much better than anything I've said today. You just want to talk about Jump the Simpsons for two hours instead? Dude, of I could Payne. do I could do a Simpsons show every day for for yes, I could do ten hours a week. No Easy. Question. No question. Why are all the episodes after season 14 terrible? 437-9680. It's a joke. All right. Um, we'll, have, we'll have Jay Davis in about five minutes. And he is, you want to talk about Simpsons geeks? Get into it with Jay Davis. How about that? Um, <laughs> it was a thing. It was, still, it was still a relevant show when I was in college. So Sunday nights, it was like the last thing you did before Sunday night football and like going to you know, passing out before class on Monday kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, uh, again, uh, I, I would love for as many people to get in on this bowl contest as possible. Uh, Chef's Cut Pizza, uh, <coughs> Red Hot Roasters, our, our guys out of Buckler Farms, just some actually some, some good prizes too. And I've been told it's like breakfast sausage and bacon is the package from Buckler Farms. And that's that's just, I'm telling you people. It's going to change your life. <laughs> so get in. Uh, Rabo and Co. ESPN Louisville is the name of the uh, bracket challenge. It's at the top of my uh, Twitter feed, at Radio Louie as well. So go ahead and go find that. 
uh, today. There you go. I did send in. Uh, I did have. It's become a thing now. I, I have a shtick, Zach. I didn't think it would become a shtick, but I have one. Well, I probably have multiple. But I was gonna say you're settle, narrow it down. Settle, settle. <laughs> the <laughs> the um the the foyer request for the attendance for the scan tickets. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got like thirty requests yesterday <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> I appreciate these people. Keep tagging me. It's cool. I get it. Um, I meant to only do it for the first couple games because. They got so chesty after the UMBC win that I was like, "Oh, you, you, you think this is going well? Yeah, okay, great. Right. Let's 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 yeah. talk about how well this is going." Uh, Texture: Some dude gave me a fifty dollars bill as change, uh, gave it uh, to my wife as his bad luck, and the next day I rear-ended someone and lost a four-leg parlay on some BS call. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell Zach. I'm trying to ruin his life. Come on, people. We're trying to have a civilization here. Come Th- on. Thanks, Texture. <laughs> Thanks for looking out for me. Appreciate you, man. They are looking out for you. I don't like that at all. Oh, man. <laughs> oh how ridiculous. Again, uh, bowl challenge, ESPN.com. <laughs> Under the fantasy section, you can uh, search my last name or you can search ESPN Louisville. It should pop up. I intentionally named it Robo and Co. ESPN Louisville to try to make it as easily findable as possible. Again, at my Twitter feed, at Radio Louie, you can find that as well. Want to thank Chef's Cut. Want to thank uh, our guys out of Buckler Farms and uh, the good people over the good women, I should say, over at uh, Red Hot Roasters. So there you go. Uh, Texter, um, can you obtain practice facility security camera footage via a FOIA request? Unfortunately, I can. Uh, Texter, probably unfair for me to send uh, that reading text, but it's something that has stuck with me. It just sounds so dumb that all I can think about. Yeah, I, now I know. It, it, I think that was more a product of where, where Payne grew up, and I think you can hear it in how he talks. Um, his accent is still very Mississippi, but I do think that's a guy – of all of the criticisms of him, choosing to go to college and then finishing his degree so that he could go into coaching is not one of them. That yeah, those right. are those are things that should be commended, and those are things that I think, as part of our wider culture, are good things in general. Uh, Texter, I have more rap questions for Jay. <laughs> oh no, don't worry, we're gonna call him right now. <laughs> what? A, it's hard to describe, and I don't know if he's listening right now. I kind of don't care, but with Jay. Jay and I were in the same friend group, but we were on the periphery of the same friend group. Does that make sense? Like yeah. he was friends with guys that I was were friends with guys I was friends with. Yeah, yeah. And then we reconnected something like fifteen years after college, and now he does radio with me every week, and I do a podcast with him. Yeah, and just a really, just a really lucky, fortunate circumstance sure. that, that I've got a guy like Jay, yeah, uh, hanging out with me, which is awesome. So uh, he'll be in next. Uh, this is Rabo and Co. First hour of our show presented by Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. Again, if you ever miss any parts of our shows. Go back to the podcast center, ESPNLouisville.com. Check out the app. Um, I know we're having a little upload issue on the app. Uh, a couple people have texted in, and I understand that. Um, text here. 50s are, are – what? 50s are luck nonsense. I uh, 50s on uh, – oh, I have $50 bill on both uh, Rich Strike and Strike the Gold and War Emblem in the Derby. 13 to, or Excuse me. on uh, Strike the Gold and War Emblem in the Derby, 13 to 1 and 20 to 1. Boy, they're lucky for me. Hey, there you go. That's good, man. That's good. Again, bowl – uh, the Bowl Pick'em Challenge, ESPN, uh, ESPN.com. Go to the Fantasy tab. Search ESPN Louisville or search my last name. You can also find it at the top of my Twitter feed, at Radio Louie uh, on Twitter. So go find that. Would love to get as many people in there as possible, obviously, and I uh, want to thank our sponsors again for that. Uh, let's call Jay Davis. We'll talk to him next. Here, Rabo Co., ESPN 680, 105.7.